We get asked on TikTok what we're wearing all the time. And usually it's D&Co. You can shop all of our favorite looks from the link in our TikTok or Instagram bios. Right now, they're giving you guys 30% off your first order when you use code SWIPEFAT at checkout. For more information, go to dia.com slash SWIPEFAT. I like them big. I like them chunky. I like them big. I like them plumpy. I like them round. With something, something. They like my sound. They think I'm funky. My name is Mortimer. Hi, I'm Alex. I'm Nikki. And this is Swipe Fat. Yeah. I, <laughs> I wanted to say it like a game show. And this is Swipe Fat. <laughs> Bob, I'll take 20. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, well, I'm warning everyone now, but I just had a lymphatic um, draining massage. Um, you know, I was freezing my eggs last week. And so this was kind of like a move all the toxins out of your body. So if I sound groggy or um, coffee, <laughs> that is probably why. We planned real well for this. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it'll be good. Right. Your toxins will get all out of your body and you'll be back to normal. I mean, and hopefully real. get your period and then we'll exactly. be back to normal. Yay. Here's the thing. It's real life. So mm-hmm. that's, this whole podcast is about reality yes we're real and raw yeah raw and uncensored let's use every radio trigger word there is <laughs> unedited unscripted <laughs> oh my, sorry <laughs> so our reunion it aired I know we filmed a dating show and it aired and we're done how do you feel about that I feel I feel great yeah I feel good we did um, it. We did it. Yeah. It, we did it, Joe. We did it. We did it. We did it. Yay. I'm going <laughs> Dora the Explorer. You're going um, uh, Joe Blue's Biden, Clu- Kamala. <laughs> oh, I thought you were doing Blue's Clues. No. His name's Joe, too. When Kamala does, we did it, Joe. We did it. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's like everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I- yeah. I think like, it was. Um, when did we start this whole process? Like in January? In January, yeah. And yeah, so it's been like a good five months. I can't, okay, thank you. I was like, I can't add. Um, it's been a good five months of our of our lives. And it was a journey. I mean, I'm glad that we did it. Me too. Like, I think it brought up a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. think that'll be interesting to talk about at some point. But um, yeah, so I, I think the most exciting like literally this is the most exciting thing for me that came out of this was that um the reunion was hosted by uh Rosie Blair who we love, love. so much obsessed with her we follow yes. her on TikTok and Instagram remember when we did our put a finger down fat girl edition mm-hmm. she duetted us and we died I'm pretty sure that like the whole of Chicago heard us scream because <laughs> we were together when she yeah. duetted it we were like oh my god <laughs> Yeah. Um, so it's like pretty cool um, that she agreed to host the reunion with us. But I think, I mean, it, it all, it goes really well with her brand, you know, like, and the whole reason why we wanted her to do it was because she does stand up. She's hilarious. Her TikToks are so great. And she talks so much about, you know, fat women and their representation in the media. And mm-hmm. so I think we thought that that would be such a great blend of all of her everything that she's so good at. So 
I'm really excited for her to be the guest today Yes, on the podcast. Yeah, I'm so excited. So you guys know her, like we said, from TikTok and Instagram as Rosie B. Me. Hi, Rosie. Hi, how you doing? Thanks for joining us. We're so excited. So it's my pleasure. Thank you. We like fangirled out before you got on here. Like mm-hmm. we've been following you forever. And we talked <laughs> about how when we did our fat girl put a finger down edition and you duetted us, we were together very drunk. We died. Flipped out. <laughs> like, <laughs> we died. All Was this during the quarantine? Yes. I'm so envious that you guys were palling around with, with buddies during yeah. the Oh man, I'm, I'm jealous. Our she excuse was, like, was that we were working. Yeah. So. <laughs> we were like, we have to see somebody. So let's yeah. do this. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> so, well, so you hosted our reunion for dating yes. in the modern age. Thank yes. you for doing that. Yes. I mean, what a nice uh, primer for this podcast. I definitely got to know you guys in a different way than I'm sure <laughs> a lot of your guests get to. Yeah, they, that they is don't true. know us that way. No. <laughs> yeah seeing our dating styles is like that's pretty uh vulnerable pretty intimate no judgment whatsoever uh, yeah we both have some interests we, we have very different dating styles but we yeah can, we can get into that later and about the show but one of the main reasons we asked you to host you know besides you being so funny and us <laughs> being obsessed with you is like you are in a healthy well, a seemingly healthy, like successful <laughs> it's, it's relationship. Seemingly healthy. I kind of yeah. knocked him under the bus just a second ago. I was like, oh, he fucked up my schedule. He fucked up my emails. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> and I'm probably going to hear about it too. Um, because oh. that was kind of douchey of me. Um, but <laughs> I would, I would hope to agree that it's healthy. It's healthy and that we discuss everything and there's a, a pretty radical honesty between us. So if that's healthy, yeah. I'm happy about it. I think it is. Communi- communication is key. Yeah. Agreed. The older you get, I think the more you realize that that is literally all that matters. Anytime there's been a problem, we've, it's because we've been completely evasive of what the real issue is. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I was talking to someone and they were like, you can be compatible with literally anyone as long as you're honest, like, and communicate. And it's like, I believe that I do too. I think, you know, we always talk about the one or the soulmate. It's more about like having that open and honest, like that's what you need. So if you mm-hmm. can have that with someone, then yeah, that is like a soulmate, right? I love that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what we see in you guys. So yeah. uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. We're besties. Yeah. It's it's not a lie. We are besties. So, but yeah. we just don't show the the you know raggedy parts of being besties. That is healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's super <laughs> healthy. And I love that you protect that. Yeah. I just they don't need to see it. They don't need to know. We'll keep it protected. Cause I know that to a lot of people that we're kind of an emblem of success, uh, some kind of like finish line. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that, but I'll never, if anybody DMs me and says that my relationship is perfect, I will absolutely correct them mm-hmm. and say like, no, you see the highlight reel, baby. It's a pretty exciting, sexy highlight reel, but <laughs> it ain't the full, I mean, uh, I hate, we were in a fight recently. I feel like what's ironic about our relationship is that I feel we always fight at what is a really inconvenient time for our content. So anytime we have like a big, like bridal couples post, I feel like we're, we just had a fight where we both cried. Like, oh, no. it's crazy. It, it seems like it happens completely in conjunction. And I think it is because we're holding ourselves up to some 
type of standard where it's like we have to put this beautiful photo up of both of us and so there's like this pressure and it's like I don't feel like this is right or how are you holding yourself how am I holding myself we look stupid and it it gets kind of it it certainly turns on the insecurities and I think that's a a beautiful uh, like playing ground for the the bacteria of hostility to grow (laughs) yeah Man, I didn't think of it like that, that you would have like some, like, you're like on this pedestal, right? Like yeah. all these fat women are like, oh, this, like, this is what I want. And I see you having that. And I want that. And like, yeah, it's like the finish line. That's yeah. a lot of, that's so much pressure. I definitely, before I found myself in this relationship, I definitely idolized fat women with partners, mm-hmm. especially that like cis gendered straight male partner. Right. And it just, it, it, I feel like I would like look at them and I'd watch and I'd be like, oh, looks like they're going to break up. I'm going to follow him. <laughs> Who's he following? What's going on? Like, does he like fat women, it, period, in general? Do I have right. a shot? Like, did he like one of my photos? He's kind of shady, you know, like overanalyzing everything. And I'm sure that there are women who follow Houston for the same reason. Like, just, I'm waiting, honey. Mess up, Rosie. <laughs> I mean, You're I'm like, not going to lie. I feel like I, not that I'm do, like waiting for people to break up, but I definitely like I'll yeah. be on TikTok and I'm like, oh my God, this is this beautiful like relationship like yours. And I'm like, okay, now I'm like voyeuristic. Like I'm so obsessed with it because I don't have that. And uh, yeah, man, you're really like hitting on my buttons today. Because <laughs> it's, it's what's so interesting is we all present like a narrative, like a TV show narrative. And so I know people are like, I saw a forum and I shouldn't look at these gossip forms but someone was like I stopped following Rosie because she was so cringy always asking when her like when she was going to get proposed to and what I didn't tell anybody is that he had the ring I I knew he had the ring in his bedside table because he was like he like went to his mother's house I knew that his mother was going to give him a family heirloom ring I knew all of this and he doesn't like go visit his mother randomly it's not like Mother's Day or Thanksgiving or whatever And he comes back very proud of himself. And so I knew he had it on him. And so I was like, it's a matter of time. And he kept joshing me and he kept being like, all right, you got to get your nails done this month. (laughs) You know? Oh, yeah. He was like hinting. Yeah. And so the whole time, I think I did like like an engagement ring watch or like engagement watch 2020 last year. And I know people were talking about me in some forum being like, it's so cringy how she's like waiting and begging for the ring and I'm like honey like we just like it's not like a surprise like we've been discussing like our engagement we've tried on rings together we've talked about like do I want this heirloom ring or do I want something new Mm -hmm. it's it's so bizarre how there's this if people don't see what's presented to them they they can't think of any other things that are Mm -hmm. possibly happening behind the scenes yeah but also you asking (laughs) that ring's coming is so real and normal two of my best friends bitched for months about when is it gonna happen because they needed yeah. the ring they went and picked out the ring they had it they're like well when the fuck is it gonna happen <laughs> yeah and like I thought one of them's relationship was gonna end because of it because she wouldn't stop asking so you putting that out there is like I don't know at least percent of you know women you have to assert yourself in that kind of capacity you're like hey man like you gotta lock this down I'm yeah. only gonna be around for a little bit <laughs> And also, I feel like if you guys do ever break up, like Houston won't be alive for other people to get with him. I don't know. I just feel that vibe. I think he would wipe social media. I think that he has been 
I don't think he would use it as his personal like dating like mm-hmm. yeah. like file of facts by any means because I feel like I don't know I don't know I wouldn't do anything unreasonable I feel like I wouldn't come for him but I I feel like I'd send a scathing message I'd be like um I see you follow me and now you went on a date with my ex who do you think you are like I don't know I feel like it would be it would be a little bit more acerbic than that hopefully yeah Yeah. oh my gosh that's amazing so before you had Houston you know what we all we've all put it on a pedestal what was your dating like like how how did we get here oh my god it was entertaining, eventful, and super slutty. I mean, I'm not <laughs> oh, about I love that I'm not about slut shaming, but I could say that I was actively like making weird choices on the daily. I don't know. What's our what's our like how nasty can oh, I get? How <laughs> you can get nasty. <laughs> the nastier the better. I feel like I lived in Texas and I had a pretty low number of sexual partners, probably at two or three. And then I moved to LA and I think when I came home, I had had like 35 sexual partners and like, I don't know, it was crazy in like a matter of like two years. And I was like, I think that my whole, I just had like a big like renaissance, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like I went from being someone who was very shy and timid and to just, I don't know what, like goblin cock in the middle of LA. (laughs) Yes. I just, I had no idea what I was searching. I think I just wanted to be a cool girl who like got it on all the time. And I wanted a bunch of cool stories. So I feel like I didn't have time for a permanent relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think I probably wanted one because I had big old crushes on people. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm going off on a tangent here, but I was, I'm reminded of an improv class because I took a ton of improv classes. That's why I moved to LA, not just for the dick, but um <laughs> I I just so I was in this improv class it was great it was kind of like an extracurricular class that you could take after you'd passed all the levels and it was all about refining your performance style as an individual and we there was like six of us and we got really really intimate and it started off with like eight of us and there were other women but (laughs) it was just me and a bunch of dudes by the end but it was really nice because I have a lot of biases against straight dudes and I've got some anger issues as I'm sure so many of us do, but um, it was just really nice to get vulnerable with them. But on the first night we all hung out, we all kind of like would type each other by just like visuals. We'd be like, you seem like a guy who likes to party a lot. You seem like somebody who reads a book and they were all like, you're too busy for a boyfriend. Uh, you don't want a boyfriend. Uh, you're independent. And in my mind, I'm like, all I want is someone to love me. Right. And it took me at night. And I hate that all these men see me as someone who's like fiercely independent, who doesn't even want this. Cause I'm like, if six dudes in this room feel this way, then that is a, a small selection of like what the mass actually mm-hmm. feels and why I can't get a date in the scene. So I just think that that's how I came off. And I leaned into that personality incredibly hard I think we all did at some point yeah we wanted a boyfriend so badly but you know like for me in college I was like I'm too busy I'm too like I have too much going on but it was just an excuse because it was my excuse yeah I don't think I necessarily came off independent to other people maybe I did but that was my excuse of when people asked me why I why I was single I can't imagine being an independent person at this point. I'm very codependent now. Mm -hmm. I used to be somebody who would like carry like 
you know, like the groceries, like you got like four bags on this arm and four bags on this arm. Like, and now I'm like, I can't carry any of them. You can do two trips. I'm just a monster princess. I'm I'm a monster princess and I don't even have a boyfriend. I'm like, uh, can someone deliver all these groceries literally to my door? There you go. to come downstairs and pick them up? (laughs) No. That's it. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's what's happened. Maybe I've, I'm just a slut for the grocery delivery at this point. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm schlepping two blocks with my groceries. Wow. That's, I mean, that is commendable. Congratulations. I have a a cart. I'm a cart lady. That's cute. Do you have like the ones that that are collapsible and kind of like have the little like like bag? It's like a bag that you pull. Yeah. So cool. City living. Man. (laughs) (laughs) Neat. (laughs) So no grocery talk. Sorry. I could go on. I love the grocery store. Why not? Like, were you were you dating in high school? Like, did you have a boyfriend in high school? I had, I feel like I like here's the thing. I did not have no no eyes were on me in middle school. I got a boyfriend as soon as I got to high school. And we were boyfriend, girlfriend for a year and then no action after that. So it was kind of like a flash in the pan where I was like, all right, high school is going to be good. (laughs) This is awesome. (laughs) And he, I was a freshman and he was a junior. So yeah, you guys know what that's about. (laughs) I felt I got to go to prom my freshman year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's big deal. But also people thought I was a slut because I had an older boyfriend because they're like, how could she get with him? And you know, and um, that was actually proliferated by his parents, which is insane because he was he had had a girlfriend previous to me and they were sexually active. So everything we were doing, I was brand new to. Mm -hmm. And yeah, his parents. Oh, his father was incredibly fat phobic. He would outwardly encourage his son to like date other women like while we were together He'd be like, take Larissa to prom, like a family friend. And he'd be like, I have a girlfriend. I'm right. going to take my girlfriend. And what stinks is that, you know, he's a teenage boy. So he doesn't know like what information that like should be shared with me versus what shouldn't. So he would tell me every awful thing his parents said about me. And I was not at a capacity to, to take in that information. I've thought about like writing his parents like a letter as an yeah. adult woman. They're both dead. So I can't. You, could, you could still write them a letter to get it all Ooh. out. I love that. But you know what? I know that that's like a therapy thing. But if there's not actual like revenge involved, I don't, I don't want to waste my time. You know, Do you I write want the- a letter. I could. I could be like, hey, your parents suck. You shouldn't have said these things to me. I, yeah. I was your emotional support, but you were hurting me at this time. <laughs> Is it worth it? I don't know. No. I don't think so. It's just, who cares? Mm. <laughs> That's, That's so hard, hard though. For your first like formative relationship to be with somebody whose parents are completely fat phobic. So shame-based. Like, and the thing, what it's so crazy to me is that like, I'm like a fat person now for real. And I'm like a size 24, 26. At the time I was like a size 12, 14. Like that's insanity to me. I I love that. Like, I feel the standards shifting because I got the same like outward treatment as a size 12 person that I have gotten as a size 24, 26 person. And I'm like, well, I mean, it sucks that this is like carried on for me, but I'm happy that like, it seems like things are changing a little bit. So (laughs) But don't yeah. don't get me started on 1214s. 
getting that kind of a feedback from grown-ass adults. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But you know, that was impactful. Then like nothing else. I feel like I wasn't even supercharged towards boys or girls or anyone in particular in high school until like college. I feel like college, I was in those typical, I feel like I'm a movie of the week because I had these two dudes who one dude was my best friend, wanted to hang out with me every single day, would come over to my house on the weekends, called me on his lunch break, wouldn't lay a finger on me. Mm. <laughs> and he told me, he was like, I am so sad because I know that any girl I date, I'm never going to like talking to as much as I like talking to you. Yikes. Yeah, and then the other there. guy, <laughs> <laughs> the other guy wanted to hook up all the time at night, but not but not talk to me where we had mutual friends in like a party scenario yeah, take you out so I feel like those are the two like fat girl cliches when it comes right. to like dating and they really that, are we've all had them I feel like mm-hmm. you know yeah we've all had the best friends yep. and then uh-huh the guy who had <laughs> yep 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 yeah the like, best friend where you're basically the girlfriend without yeah. any of the benefits and we're like you know what that's what we deserve because I feel like that's what my headspace was I was like okay I can this fulfills me emotionally but not you know physically or whatever but like that's fine that's fine until they meet a girl yeah and you're like wait now my whole world is rocked it was just weird for like this this man in particular to like go on a date at like eight come home at like 11 and then call me and we talk until three in the morning. Right. I don't think that makes either. Like if I was the girl that he was going on a date with, I'd be so uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's not fair to either party, you know? Not at all. So was the guy who you were hooking up with who wouldn't take you out in public. Is that the one you've talked about a guy who like called you his writing partner when you, he introduced you to friends. Is oh, that that no. guy? Oh no, that's not that guy. That's that guy I met in LA. And that's such a weird, that's a really weird relationship. T, I feel like that's the only one that like, um, that's like a relationship that I never officially like closed. Cause mm-hmm. like when I left LA, it was like, I gave him a lot of my possessions, which that dude still like has. Oh. And I was like, I'm coming back and I love you. And he was like, I love you too. But still introducing me as his like writing partner. Wait, there was I love you's exchange. Oh yeah, and you were the writing partner. Yeah, wow, it was wow. real. I mean, he was he was twenty one and I was twenty eight. Oh. So there's that, and it was so weird because he always wanted me to come over to his parents' house where he lived, and I just what was so funny is that I had I met him through a mutual friend, a really close girlfriend of mine who's also plus size, who did comedy with him, and then she brought him to one of my shows she had a similar relationship with him. So I think it's so funny that he is bringing these fat girls to his parents' house and they're like, what's going on, baby? I feel like there's such like an obvious like pattern going yeah. on that his mom and dad just must be like, what are you up to bringing these 30-year-old women? Right. <laughs> he clearly had a type, huh? <laughs> like- yeah, he liked an older, thick woman who was funny mm-hmm. and then and he just wanted to that but that guy was a completely it was such a bizarre relationship because he really worshipped me and really thought so highly of me I could at the beginning I couldn't get rid of him um he saw me do a show at the time I had like a viral comedy video that was getting some press 
And he was like sharing every article that was published about me. He's like, look, she's so funny, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, do you want to like intern on this web series I'm working on? Do you want to just like work for me? Which is great. If you haven't had one of those relationships, it's very interesting, fun power dynamic, especially if he's like an intern. And I was essentially uh, show running this at the time. Right. And um, he basically lived with me like during the six months that we were shooting this series. And it was crazy to have someone in my home treat me like a goddess and like kind of in a weird way, like put himself beneath me, like always think that he's kind of like the student, that he has a lot to learn from me, that he cooks for me, he runs my errands and he's all doing this like he's, I don't have to ask him. He's just like, let me get this for you. Mm -hmm. And then we like go out to shows where I'm taking him, I'm introducing him to people that are in the community that might be important for him to get to know, et cetera, like making connections. And when we run into like one of his scraggly ass, you know, friends, he's like, this is my writing partner. Right. What? What? I'm sorry. I'm confused. (laughs) It's just Uh a, a totally weird dynamic that only I feel like a fat woman could know because in what other capacity would you be this much of a, I don't know if it's if sycophant is the right word, kinda, but like to be this much in awe of someone, mm-hmm. but then when it comes time to introduce them to your group of friends that you're like, I don't, I don't know her. She's right. my boss. I would like to know what's happening with him right now because I, I thought feel the same thing. like he might have, um, like have a dominatrix at this point. Oh, wow. I feel like I because, could see that. because he worshiped you so much and he did everything for you. The girl before was older, almost 30. Like, so he has a power struggle. He has some mommy issues, not to put that on you, but like, <laughs> oh. I want to know, know what's happening right now in his life and what's going on in his sexual world. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I met his mother one of the most unpleasant right off the bat women I've ever met. Wow. Extremely unpleasant women. What she thought? No, she, she had chronic pain. So I'm, I'm trying to give her a little bit of grace Mm -hmm. there, but she was very blunt, very hard. And I'm like a guest in her home. And I could immediately like sense, like, I was like, I'm I'm uncomfortable. Why are you always bringing me here? Mm -hmm. Maybe he's trying to bring a new mom (laughs) into his home. But no, I definitely think that there are extreme mommy issues. Mm-hmm. His dad is a really sweet dude and his mom was very, very gruff. And so I think that he wanted to seek out women that were a little bit more in control, opinionated, et cetera, mm-hmm. but still wanted his attention. And he was yeah. totally affirmed by that. Wow. I mean, he's a grown ass man now. I have no contact with him just because it's that one seems like the most... I feel like there are a number of my exes that I could be like, hey man, like what's going on? But that one seems like the one that I would feel guilty about talking to that dude. Yeah, it's like muddy, muddied waters. Yeah, exactly. I'm spilling tea. This is fun. This is like a slumber party. (laughs) Yes. I love it. So how soon after you moved home did you meet Houston? Oh my God. Well, I always knew of him. So I had a friend of mine, I didn't do comedy for like the first year that I moved back. I went to one kind of open mic improv jam and I performed and I was in a pretty, I would say like mentally abusive relationship at the time. And I kind of like left all my activities behind and just kind of lived at this guy's house and like 
was very domestic. So I didn't do comedy for like a year. And Houston happened to be at that one show that I went that I went to and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. It's going to be fun. And he went to this one show and I did some bit where I was like a spider on stage. Somebody labeled me as a spider. So I just started physically moving like a spider. And I think that he like went and I don't think I know he told me he went to his classes the next day and he's like, hey, I saw this girl on stage last night. She has like an old fashioned name. I don't really remember her. Do you know if she's in any of these classes? She was a spider last night. Do you know like who she is? And I think he asked around for a while and nobody knew who I was just because it wasn't my home base. It was just a place where I like dropped in for the night and did a little show. And he remembered me like a year and a half, two years later when I came back and started performing there like routinely. And I always liked him. He was always just good energy and always, I would gravitate towards him pretty naturally. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, full, <laughs> full disclosure, I did think he was gay. And so I was like, always talking to my BFF. And I said to her, damn, I wish Houston was straight. I would have sex with him so fast. He's so fun. <laughs> and he's, damn, he's sexy. And I remember I watched some kind of show that he was in with some other people. I think he was there at I don't know if it was an LGBT night or if it was like allies or whatever but I think everybody else on stage was the gay person mm-hmm. and so I was like watching Houston and I was like what kind of guys does he like to fuck I can't imagine <laughs> I can't imagine it I can't and I was like I can't think about it and I don't know why I was like so obsessed it probably was like a crush at the time I just didn't realize it. I was just like damn who is he into? And I, I also love to play matchmaker. So I think that maybe that was like the agenda, but I just kept staring at him and being like, I can't imagine it for the life of me. I can't put it together. Like, I don't know who it would be. Yeah. And he also, one of the reasons why I mistook him as gay is that he had this very like gay BFF way of flirting with me. I would be like, I can't get laid tonight. I'm trying to get laid. And he'd be like, I bet your sexy self is having no trouble tonight. And I don't know like how many straight guys had (laughs) ever talked to me. It was just like, he was like a cheerleader, like very supportive, but that was him being like, I think that you are hot and I want this to happen for me. He'd be like, I say, I don't know if I want to go to this party tonight. He'd be like, oh, please. We need some hot girl energy at this party. You know, it was just like, it was not the type of like traditional flirtation that mm-hmm. I was used to mm-hmm. and I think that one night I was trying to like I had never seen him with anybody and just was like I don't know what this guy is about but I like him so I think I had said something like man I'm trying to hit on everybody but uh I think everybody here is gay and he's like although I appear effeminate I am straight like it was very <laughs> like I, was I like, love that he's like it may seem like I am gay, but I do like women. And I, I was so excited. I, I think I tried to keep the conversation going after I learned that. And I was just like, that's funny. I think that I, everyone around me is gay, which has been an issue. Like my whole life. I'm like, she's the lesbian. He's gay, everybody. And then it's just a room full of straight people. (laughs) So I, I have the opposite effect and gosh, Hold on, I hate being long-winded, so I'm I'm checking myself constantly, but I'll keep, You're let's fine. wrap it up. We love so, it. <laughs> so there was like a party that sticks out and it was like, I don't know about you guys, but when 
just let me preface this, but when do you feel like your biggest amount of bullying was in your lifetime? Like preschool, middle school, high school, like when? Middle school middle and high school, school for me. I, did, I feel like I'm an anomaly. I was severely bullied in college. What? And then, yes, I'll get into that. And then also as an adult at a comedy theater, insane, insane. And it was like high school level bullying. Oh. I don't, I, for the life of me, I don't understand it. Wow. And it was great because I like, I felt like I was in middle school, coasted. I had great friends and I really enjoyed it. High school, I coasted. Nobody was really shitty to me. And then when I got to college, it was like mean girls. You wouldn't guess that. Like, isn't college when you're supposed to be grown up and like you find people in your friend group who authentically like the same things as you? Yeah. Yeah. That's when I first started liking girls like that. I found Uh out like that they weren't the worst things in the world. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I'll, since I'm sidebarring already, I'll I'll stop being like, uh, like be like, oh, I'll tell you later. I'll tell you now. Yeah. In college, I went to a party and it was, it was a, for like a gay couple of like friends of mine. So I felt like safe to fucking get wasted and pass the fuck out wherever I wanted. Right. Yeah. So I got hella drunk. I passed out on a couch. I woke up the next morning with my like tights around my ankles. And I was like fearing exactly what we all should fear. Right. And on my inner thighs, right next to my vagina for my vulva, it said, I am a prostitute and fat, like written all over my inner thighs. Like, what? Yeah. And these were <laughs> these That's like sorority like yes. level crap. And you know what's crazy is that I was hanging out with like girls who were super baby bang feminist, like right. Planned Parenthood. Like I know the girls that did it now, like as an adult. One of them like works for Planned Parenthood. The other one is like a tattoo artist. Like it's so not the people that you would associate mm-hmm. with this type of behavior. I'm so envious of people that are currently in the art school right now because I feel like it's such a more like woke world than it ever has been. But I, that was not my experience whatsoever. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And um, it just was like, I remember I took pic- pictures of it and I put it up on Facebook, like as my profile picture. And I was like, thanks for the new tattoo, guys. I had so much fun last night. And so many people at that party knew who did it and wouldn't say anything. Someone was like, I didn't do it, but I know who did it. It's fucked up that that happened to you and just didn't, I feel like it's akin to assault. And that's Um, something that I like have been unpacking, you know, and working through as an adult because I just passed over it, you know, as a 20 something. And it was crazy to me, like how all my peers that were my pals kind of passed over. It was like, oh, that sucks. That's really fucked up. But like, it was really fucked up. Really fucked up. You were violated. Yeah, absolutely. And it just makes me feel like <laughs> I un I unadded those girls on Facebook, like I think last year as like, mm-hmm. like a symbol for myself. Mm-hmm. But I was like, why did I not do this sooner? And I still hung out with them. One of them was like roommates with my best friend. Weirdest like circle of people ever. Oh, yeah. And then when I was like hanging out with Houston, this party in question, though, it was like, I think what occurred at this party that I would say was akin to like high school bullying impacted our relationship positively. So I'm like, you know what, man, like everything Mm -hmm. all flows together. So this party is this comedy theater party and it was thrown by one girl for another girl. I knew the girl whose birthday it was. I didn't know the homeowner. So I go to this party. 
I see Houston. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. I got, I'm going to stick by him all night. We're going to have a good time. I'm going to love it. And we're doing bits in the kitchen. And we say something like, it was just stupid. It's, you know, when you're making jokes that are not funny, just because you are so interested in this person. Mm -hmm. So I think that we were talking about Home Depot versus Lowe's. And I was like, oh, I prefer Lowe's just because I like the color blue and not orange. So that's strange (laughs) that you shop at Home Depot. It's really unfashionable with that ugly burnt orange. And he was just like, yeah, I know it's unstylish, but it's really utilitarian. It's what I need. It was just stupid banter that just was not even cute. It was just so like disguising the fact that we're like, I want to have sex with you so bad. <laughs> I, I think it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And um, uh, this girl who is the homeowner like comes downstairs and she's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh, we're just doing bits about Home Depot and Lowe's. And she goes upstairs and I hear something crash. And I have no idea, but sometimes I pick up certain slang words, not even slang, but words that I use as catchphrases. At the time I was working retail and whenever something would like break or drop, or like I had someone brought, I'd be like drama. So I would do, it was a stupid bit that I was just doing all the time. I would like cover my face and be like drama, you know, if someone just like tripped or broke something. So I heard this noise upstairs and I'm like drama, (laughs) the girl comes downstairs and she's like Rosie I need to talk to you outside and I was like um okay (laughs) and she's like okay I get it you're a big personality I see your Instagram right I'm a big personality too and I was like okay (laughs) she's like I I that means we're either going to get along or we are not going to be friends at all and I think it's going to be the second one and I was like (laughs) I've never spoken with this person before ever this is my first time having a conversation with her and she's like, I heard you talking about blue versus orange. And you know that I went to UT. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm like breathing so heavily right now. I'm like, oh, I had, I had no idea that you went to the school. I had no idea that you like this color. I was just doing a dumb bit. We were just talking about Home Depot and Lowe's. Like I, I have full respect for you. And she's like, yeah, well, and also I go upstairs and I drop something and I heard you say, drama there's no drama here so stop trying to spread lies about what type of a person I am I'm so, so I'm stressed out I was like on the verge of crying just because she was like yeah. really close up to my face and I felt like she was gonna take a swing at me like in right. all honesty it was like she was loaded as you might imagine she was very drunk and she was just like you know what this was supposed to be a small party and I think that we should keep it that way and I was just like um I'm okay and she's like but I'm gonna let you go back in the house <laughs> and I was just like all I kept thinking was like my purse where's where the yeah. fuck did I put my purse mm-hmm. I need to get the fuck out of here it was the most I've never been like someone trying to fight me before and I I felt like it was like I said if I said the wrong thing I would get a black eye right so I go inside and I don't know why I do this I feel like I'm just trying to like um you know like placate everyone just like diminish the mood everyone was looking at me and her when they came back in because it was literally like we're going outside to fight right you know so we come back everyone's sitting in a circle playing some dumb game and I like get my purse and I think that like Houston like wants me to sit by him so I do for like a second and then she leaves the room comes back and she's like okay guys I didn't want to do this but it's time for the party to be over so why don't you guys all go so everyone gets up to leave we all start leaving. We walk out of the apartment. 
I kind of like, I'm gunning it, honestly, mm-hmm. because I'm, I've had it and I want to get away from all these people. I feel like, no, <laughs> there should have been someone who came out and was like, what's, what's going on? Cause I'm sure people could hear from the inside of the house, right. what was occurring. So I'm gunning it to my car. I get in my car and then I see her motion everybody back into the apartment. <gasps> yeah. This what? is like a movie. I it know. was. It was. I was like, what is happening? How old are these people? Yeah. This is like a movie with Zach Efron and like <laughs> Beanie Feldman or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is happening? I had no words. I just was shocked. I was like, how? I'm like, I'm a manager. I'm a manager of an anthropology and I am trying to, I went to somebody's house for a little birthday party right? for a drink. And this is the most bizarre thing. I get a text from Houston, this ham-fisted cute flirting. He's up to, he's like, where did your sexy self go? <laughs> and this is before I even still knew. And I was just like, told him the whole thing. And he's like, that's fucked up. Just so you know, I left when you did. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sweet. yeah and I think like that next week um we were all out at a bar and I think he was paying me extra attention just because I definitely went off on a rant like everybody here hates me right. I can't believe this stuff happens I'm an adult these people are adults fuck everybody like why did I even fucking come here mm-hmm. that's how I, I think he's paying me a lot of extra attention and um we went to a bar with all of our pals and um I kept feeling his hand like brush against mine and I feel like I've had it at this point of like is this person into me are they not I don't know and I just grab his hand under the table and he doesn't let go and we're like bar hopping with our group of friends and he holds my hand the entire night and he like later told me that he didn't want anyone to not know that he was proud to be next to me so he, he said it was important oh. so yeah he's so sweet and that I think he walked so me to my car cute. and gave me a kiss he's so cute yeah oh man so cute. I like gloss over all the cute flirty stuff and yeah. I like went hard on the the shitty people but it's okay the yeah. shitty people got to where you are I think yeah. you're right though it's such like an interesting like um that like that sh- that part of like life shaped your now relationship absolutely I had somebody to confide into Mm -hmm. I I was incredulous I didn't understand what was going on Mm -hmm. I was just shocked that this was kind of par for the course for this sort of social group like there were other run-ins with people in this group where they just kind of had an extended I feel like adolescence Mm -hmm. and if you hang out at a comedy theater it's like hanging out in a dorm room you know It's, it's kind of like people that want, want that camaraderie. I mean, aside from the hardworking performers, you can, I mean, I can't like say that, but there is like a social fabric that feels very youthful. I don't know if you guys, you guys are in Chicago. So I assume you've had a beer at IO or something. Oh yeah. And I have friends who did it. IO. Yeah. But um, yeah. Yeah. I think too, like this, I feel like this is super documented in movies and stuff too, where they talk about like, it's almost like a frat like Mm -hmm. culture you know and especially like how men treat women in I see that in that um environment so I want to be a picnic but I didn't have a lot of problem with the dudes so (laughs) (laughs) I get that okay so like before we move on to talking a little bit about the show um 
I did have one question for you that I think mm-hmm. like a lot of our listeners are going to want to know yes. um, because it's the whole putting someone on a pedestal thing, like your relationship. But yeah, um, if you could give one piece of advice to like women out there who are dating right now, mm-hmm. what would you give? Like, what would your, the one nugget be? I think this is, this is going to sound cliche and, but I'll, I'll start with the cliche and then I'll expound upon it, but don't be afraid to not settle. Like don't settle because and I think that there's this like fear of like oh if I break up with this guy like is there going to be somebody else that likes me fucking break up with him if he's a piece of shit to you if he's like not the one if you're not really feeling it do yourself a favor and break up with that person because that person is shrinking you that person is putting you into that place where you feel like you won't be able to meet somebody because I guarantee you if you're in the right relationship it'll feel like oh if this didn't work out, I'm fine. Right. I'm sexy. I got it going on. But if you're in a relationship where you think I can't do anything else, they ain't it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, great. that's great advice. Thank you. I think yeah. too, like we had a, we did a whole episode on, um, and cause I'm super guilty of this, but like going on like, you know, four or five dates with some guy that I have, like, I'm not, the, I'm not excited about, like, I'm kind of like, yeah. well, this is what I, all I have. So I'm going to keep doing it because I should give it a shot and it's sort of mm-hmm. like I'm done doing that you know when do you get an instinct as like this guy isn't it like is it right away and you yeah. just don't listen to it right yeah I think exactly. that I got myself into a really great place to meet Houston and to like be open to that relationship I remember going on a series of like first dates with like guys that like there was one dude that I had a crush on and we went on a date and it was like such a shitty date because he was so into himself and into his shit he asked me out again and I had a crush on him like I have diary entries where be like oh my god this guy came into my work again he's so hot he helped me build a shelf (laughs) and we went on this date and he was like he was obsessed with karaoke Mm -hmm. so like he would talk about like the RPM of his songs that he would choose for karaoke. No. Yeah. And he had like personal bests for like, this song has this RPM and like, blah, blah, blah. And he just was so into karaoke and like, like thought ill of me for my selections and like kind of razzed me. And it was just so weird because he was like a really cool, like mysterious hot guy who would like come into my job because he worked in the same little shopping center Mm -hmm. and he was very stylish and handsome and then when we were on this date it was just like I thought he was a monster (laughs) he was had such a fixation with karaoke I have never experienced that in my life yeah that's weird and I'm pretty sure like I got out of there quick like on that date I maybe was there for like 90 minutes and I left and I know that he stayed at that karaoke bar and like karaoke by himself yeah and it was not like a cool karaoke bar. It was like a strip center in like suburban, like mall spread. <laughs> it was like not cute. Like it was not like downtown, like a fun haunt where like young people are. It was like bar flies, like an old cowboys. And like, this was his like cool spot. And this was a guy that I thought was hot, hot, hot. Anytime I saw him, I would tell my coworkers, oh my God, he's back you know, and he finally like asked me out on this date. It was horrible. And I was just like, I, and I know years previous to this, I would have been like, oh, I was kind of like weird, but maybe I need to bring him to like my turf. Maybe we It'll need to go better. to a restaurant. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. No, maybe he's just quirky. Then, mm-hmm. No. And then you also have to think like, 
this is so awful. And this is what he's so into 10 years from now. Do you want to be going to karaoke bars with this guy? Do you want to have a karaoke wedding? No, I do not. No. So I feel like I was so blunt to people. I probably was a little bit of a bitch, but I remember being like, I don't, your house is disgusting. And I don't think you're going anywhere. Like I would be first date blunt. And I think that's when things shifted for me. And I was like, why did you have me over tonight to have sex? If your house looks like this. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I I got really bitchy and really blunt with people. And I think I was like, uh, I'm going to take the money if any money my parents want to use on my wedding. And I'm going to go on a trip. Fuck this. (laughs) I was, I feel like the more you're like, fuck this shit. Yeah you probably turn on a part of your personality that's extraordinarily attractive. I think, well, I think that's absolutely true. I know, but like, because Nikki and I have been talking about this a lot lately. I think especially the pandemic, like just like kicked something into gear for me where I'm like, no, no more (laughs) of this like nice girl act, you know? Like I don't need to be going on dates with guys five times. I know, I knew. I'm not doing it anymore, you know? And I did we it. feel this need to be kind to people, <sighs> yeah. I guess. Or like, I get it, like to explore more, to give them a better chance because we're all like everyone, you know, your nerves are super high. Everything's going wild when you're on a first date. But like, you can't misrepresent yourself if you're in a circumstance where you're communicating with someone who you genuinely click with. Mm-hmm. The nerves go away, I feel like, if you are lost in conversation, if you are finding, like, things that you mutually are interested in, and anytime I've had a shitty date, it's because all we do is just, like, stare at each other because our hormones are going nuts, and I think with Houston, we couldn't stop talking to each other. We just wanted to share and learn and learn and share and back and forth and back and forth, and then it would be, like, three in the morning, so. Right, yeah, I think that's absolutely what it should be like. Yeah. And then you're like excited to see them, not like, yeah. oh, I have to go on this date. Yeah. Like, that's that shouldn't be how you're going into a third or fourth date. Mm-hmm. If you're not excited, you're like, I would rather sit home and watch Real Housewives of New York, not because I have like social anxiety, but because I don't want to physically go out with this person again. Yeah. Like game over, like done. I wish she had this mindset in February <laughs> when I was dating a guy actually from the show. We'll get into it, but I you went got okay. Multiple, multiple in-person dates with him because everybody told me how great he was and how I need to keep giving him chances. <laughs> I still I stand, that. I stand by that. I, you guys were talking all the time uh-huh. and like hanging out okay. on zoom and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, there's a connection there. You got to give him like, okay, if he was awkward on one date, but you have a connection. Yeah. I think that you should try one more time. Well, why don't we get into the show now? So okay, that fine. we can tell, tell people all the it's things. It's a good segue. We, because we've never talked about it on the podcast. That's like true. who it is. True. So you've watched, you've watched all the episodes. Yes. I, except for the one that I. The, you, the uh, re- yeah. That came yeah. out yesterday. Um, yeah. you have opinions. I know you have opinions. We were DMing. Like, what did you think yeah. of the guys? <laughs> well, first I want to say that I think that you two were robbed of a really great show because of the pandemic. And I feel like season two, are you both coming back for season? Okay. We no. can't. You have no idea. Okay. It's completely different people. Yeah. Because here's something that I, and I'm, I, 
it's, I feel okay to be critical of it because it was out of your control, right? So I feel like what is missing that I would have loved to have seen is two fat women out and about. Cause I yes. feel like so often, I think that like we were the first group of people to maybe really pursue online dating, right? Because right. it's a vetting process. That's a lot easier than like going up to a person at a bar and having that kind of like um, all, all that pressure put on. Mm -hmm. So I really, I am sad that I didn't see you guys out. Cause yeah. to me, like fat women online dating isn't, isn't too modern. I don't know, but like, it has to be involved with it. Cause we all using apps and stuff like that. But I, I wanted to at least see the dates occur out in public, I get that. you know? I get that. Yeah. And the guys specifically, it's hard because I don't know. Genuinely, I did get from some of them that they wanted to be like on the show yeah. to get that clout, you oh, know? 100%, yes. I agree. There were and I just, some of those. I don't know what your, what was the audition process like or how was, how did you cast it? Uh, there were different ways. Um, so through casting sites. So okay. I think like that's probably what you're, you're picking up on. Yeah. Um, we also put like, you know, ads, like Nikki and I made them and put them on TikTok. TikTok and different things. Yeah. Like, she, like, do you want to date uh, my friend Nikki? And she made one for me. And that did work. A few of the guys found us from from TikTok. That's cool. Um, yeah, that part was cool. I thought like at least two of that we yeah. know of were from TikTok. Um, so yeah. And then um, Instagram. Like yeah. uh, I put stuff on my Instagram. Nikki put stuff on hers. So then they would apply and they picked who they wanted to date from mm. there. And then like that's how the whole process kind of happens. I would say that I, because I texted you, Nikki, mm -hmm. and I think because I was very enraptured because I felt so personally attacked because I, I feel like Edo is my type of guy uh -huh. and I've been on a date with like 20 Edos before. Yeah. And I feel like they all, like, at first I was like, I'm on board. I love this. What mm -hmm. could possibly go wrong? You know, yeah. like, I'm like, oh, the whole time I was watching with Houston, I was like, oh, he's, he's looking at her in some kind of way. Like, I feel like you would be like cooking and moving and he'd be like, oh, really? Because Sorry. I did oh. not get those vibes. <laughs> the whole, I, okay. I did the wrong thing. I can't, I keep forgetting that people can't see me. So yeah. I'll, okay. I, so she would be cooking and he would be, have like a dopey, like little half smile. I saw it in his eyes. Oh, I saw that too. Oh, I I saw that too. That. Well, I think it's funny because like Nikki called me like right after she had, she had her first date with Ido and was like, he like ignored me the whole time. He was so rude. And I was like, that's so weird. Cause when I interviewed him, he was so like, he was so interesting. And yeah. I was like, I don't get that. Like you guys are both like interesting people. And then I watched the episode and I was like, Nikki, you also ignored him. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> I saw you you roasted him a little bit. You were oh. you were roasting him. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think that he took it in stride, but I feel like he was definitely nervous and a little bit shy. So I think going back to our first date, I've like thought about it a little bit. Yeah. That's when I was still like seeing Brendan in real life. Mm, I forgot. You know what I mean? And Mine that was, was elsewhere. Yeah. My, that was when Brendan and I had, so guys. Brendan's Brendan one of the guys from the show too. Yeah. Brendan and I, after our Zoom date, I slid into his DMs and we started talking and then we did two more Zoom dates and then we saw each other three times in person mm. for me. Um, so Ido was that first date was somewhere in the point where I was like, oh, Brendan's really fun and interesting. Okay. And so then I learned even like, yeah. And then I learned down the line that 
Brendan and I had nothing to talk about. Uh-huh. So um, that was, you know, that was fine. But so, yeah, I didn't know what uh, Ida was. He looked at me in those ways, had no clue. <laughs> Dude, I, I saw it. I definitely, the whole time I was just like, I would pause. I'd be, Houston, look at this. He agreed. He was like, yeah, I think I would, I'd hang out with that dude. Yeah. Uh, but then you, I was like, so I feel like at that point I like messaged you and I was like, girl, like what happened? Like I like, cause I knew that it like something with like, the Chicago thing. Like, yeah. yeah. So he came, had an art show in Chicago. He asked me, played it cool, asked me if I wanted to come. I said, yes. He told me to make appointment with the gallery. And I said, fuck that. And I stopped talking to him. Um, and then he, he ended up being picked for fan favorite. Everybody was like, why not Brendan? Why not Brendan? Well, Brendan and I aren't talking anymore. He wants <laughs> nothing to do with me. <laughs> Cause I said, we had nothing. We were not there. I was not. Yeah. Um, and uh, so he was picked. Yeah. And then we had our date and then that's, I roasted him then. I roasted him on that date. Hard. Man. Yeah. I mean, I see that. And then at the reunion, I told, cause I got sick. I don't know this behind the scenes stuff. I don't know if people are know it, but I was supposed to host live with mm-hmm. you guys, but I ate muscles the night before and I will never eat muscles again. That makes me uh, so sad. I know they're so good. They are. So good. I had it coming. You guys, I had I it coming from both ends. It was so awful I have not I was like I don't know where I stand with my faith but I was praying to Christ like I was like tears streaming down my eyes and I was like Jesus please make the pain stop Jesus I give you my pain please take on my pain on the cross take my pain from me Jesus and like I had never he did because eventually was like you know what now you need Taco Bell you're cured dude I got Taco Bell at the end of the day I had no idea that's what would save me I just I just needed to like salt yeah just like plunge it yeah salt's actually good for retention of water I've learned this from you know all of my lymphatic (laughs) the thing is is I must be you know I'm not meant to be a a wealthy person because I must like fine French muscles from a beautiful extremely expensive French restaurant do not settle with me at all but Taco Bell is what the doctor ordered yeah so I had so many judgments about Ito going into this. I was prepared to to be like, to come after him and give yeah. him the third degree. And then I roasted him privately in a DM with you because I was like, oh, fuck this guy. He seemed like a dick whenever I saw him. And you're like, no, actually, he said that he hoped you were feeling better. And <laughs> like that, you know, and then we're going to actually have like a talk later on or something uh-huh. like that. And I was just like, I, I, I bet I can't, I have no I can't read people at all is what I've learned. Well, he, did, he does look like a dick sometimes. Like let's, he does. And I've roasted him about that quite a bit. He does this like hand thing. Like, uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, what? he, the whole time we were talking on our dates and like when recording, he had his hand, like he I feel had like it's his, a nervous tick. No, I, it, I don't know. It's this artist. Like I know more than you. Like I'm so interesting kind of thing. Um, I think that he needs, he's not media trained. I'll give him that. Like, cause no. I, I, I immediately, like, I was like, I've dated a lot of art dicks, my dude. <laughs> like I could see you a mile away. Like, yeah. I know you're going to be into some dirty stuff and then you're going to leave me the next day and you're yeah. on to the next. Mm-hmm. And then I like went and looked at his art <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's, a, he likes Robert Crumb. Okay. I see what <laughs> this is about. And <laughs> I'm such a bitch. Uh-huh. And I just, I'm not, I, uh, how do you be a bitch, but <laughs> I, I, 
Alex, I feel like I'm leaving you out, but I saw, I did see myself like transplanted in as the Nikki character. Cause I was like, right. This is my story that I relate to. I get that. I get that. I wanted to see you guys out. So it it just, I think that was the missing element. And I think it would have been so powerful. Mm -hmm. I mean, but we all experienced, like, I, I don't, I don't have any experience with dating during a quarantine, but I like my eyes glaze over in Zoom meetings. Like I, sometimes I'm like, I can't focus on you because you're a screen. Yeah. And I just wonder if that like impacted you guys at all. Like, did you not, I feel like it's so much easier for me to lose focus when I'm like yes. looking at the screen as opposed to like engaging with a person. And also something that like really bothered me for both of you is you didn't get to smell these people. Mm. And that's so weird, but that means so much. Really like does. when you're with somebody like they have different mannerisms. Like you got to see how like they walk, you get to sniff them. Like that stuff is so important. Well, you don't see the quirks either. Like, no. And how someone walks is so important. I don't know why that is so weird. It's such a weird thing, but like, I'm going to have to watch you walk for the rest of my life. <laughs> it can't be a weird walk. It has yeah. to be like a normal walk. I, I had this conversation with Houston and we both agree that I feel like we wouldn't have seen each other on a dating app. I think we would have been like, okay, like next mm-hmm. I think that we needed to engage with each other's personalities yep mm-hmm. I think that it's so weird because I had I definitely was like he has to be six foot four and he has to like be a hairy sexy bear and you never know what's gonna jive with you chemically mm-hmm. and like turn you on and get you going but now like I really love slender bald um short dudes and like I since like having that attraction to my fiance I like see it out elsewhere and I'm like oh yeah hello (laughs) and I think that there's sometimes it's it's Stanley Tucci vibes which um, yeah like yes we're all here for it like if you're not there's something wrong with you yeah I don't know where I first I think I saw like Julie and Julia and I think that I was even impacted that she's kind of this like large woman like Mm. and I wasn't feeling that for Meryl Streep but like what I know of Julia Child and I was like here is this like this like presence of a woman and she gets this like very streamlined tailored like yeah pretty European like hot dude and god he is so hot Mm -hmm. (laughs) his new show where he cooks and like just talks about Italy I'm like okay you know I think that goes into like we could see a photo of some dude who like looks like a jacked frat boy and we're like ew pass thanks but his friends would all be like oh ben ben is the biggest fucking dork i've ever met and he is a sweetheart Mm -hmm. it's it's really hard for me to do apps but i also misrepresented myself horribly on apps Mm -hmm. i was trying too hard to be like witty and people saw me as like i don't know what i used to say things like there's a wizard guarding my asshole. If you can defeat him, you can have access, which was like, I girl, I had no idea. And I would say, I think I was like, I was like, if you watch the Mindy project with me, I'll give you head. Like, but that's, I mean, that's a part of my relationship. Yeah. But like, it's not, maybe not the leading factor. No. And I thought that was like, I was displaying some sort of like, I want this like really boring, like marital intimacy mm-hmm. like will occur <laughs> later on right. but it which I feel like I just was making a lot of like crass type of jokes and it just like I attracted some freaks mm. because of it and I didn't get that kind of guy who had that sharp 
sense of humor who could understand that I was joking because there is no room for nuance on dating apps whatsoever. No, I think it's really hard to be a th- like a 3D person. Is it yeah. 3D, 4D, I don't know. You know, like you're trying to be, like I have layers. I'm like more mm-hmm. interesting. I don't know. I Nikki and I talk about this too a lot, but I, I have so much more success in the wild because I think it's it's so much easier to present your personality and you know people are more attracted to that than they are to your person I'm the same way I I had horror stories on those apps Me too. and 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 like a horror story of a long-term relationship because of the apps and I really think that like I don't know where I like heard some like I really love quotes and I collect them but I think someone was like just pick a spot anywhere to hang out and if you're there long enough, someone's going to notice you. <laughs> and I just was like, okay, I'm going to hang out at comedy theaters, man. We'll see yeah. what happens. Like if somebody, you know, sees me as a multifaceted individual, sees me being passionate, sees me having fun, interacting with people. And I think that, that was like totally impactful to like what my relationship became. But also our comedy theater is crazy in terms of like the production of marriages. Mm. I feel like there's at least 20 marriages wow. that came out of this comedy theater. Wow. It's insane. That's like now defunct, people, unfortunately. For me, it was like all my friends met at work. Like all of my friends that are like, we're, we're all like, we all worked together. And now it yeah. was like, you know, so many relationships from that wild. I always worked in heavily female work environments, retail. Yeah. So I was like, I have, I have to work extra hard to find people. Right. Well, right now I only find people on dating shows. So um, I mean, you're two for yeah, two for three right now, which well, I feel we, it's we a lot higher we, than my success rate. We haven't <laughs> said that. I'm still seeing Ito. Right. Oh, that's so, uh, the tea I came for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're talking. We zoom. Um, we have like weekly zoom dates. After I gave him a lot of shit about not following through for the art gallery he has stepped up his follow-through game. After our first Zoom date, he's like, let's do this again. This time, sure. And then he texted me after. He's like, I had a really good time. I was like, oh, you're learning. I like it. So um, he's coming to Chicago at the end of the month. I'll let you know Mm. how a person. I want to know just because I was personally invested in that. (laughs) What he smells like. Tell me, girl, if he smells good. How he walks. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) I was worried about his height find yeah. out what it was Rosie was like girl short men they're great she gave me all the advice and got he's not it. really he's not really short he's just no. an inch shorter than me oh uh, that's 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 what we got going on here yeah so yeah that's fun so oh I support fun. it yeah I support it on my birthday I got drunk and I was and we were facetiming I was like how tall are you let's finally figure this yeah. out yeah yeah so yeah. Like, so. Show me your ID. <laughs> show me your ID. Yes. Whatever it is on your ID, you're two inches shorter than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I think it's also because the fear you have with dating a short man, and I'll assert this, is that you won't feel for me, it's like I don't want to feel like like I'm dwarfing you, or that like I if we were walking down the street, if someone came up to us, I'd be the one like being like, get the fuck out of our way. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um I had an ex that was like an inch taller than Houston. And when I was with him, I was like, I feel so afraid. I hate walking next to you. I feel like I'm dwarfing you. Houston's shorter than this dude. And I do not feel that yeah. way. It's just how the person carries themselves. I really feel like. I think and it's this- kind of some of the insecurity of like, when, like, 
for a while I was like well I can't date like somebody super skinny because I'm yeah. gonna feel so huge around them and that's not true you learn that yeah. that's not true so I think it's just a a different thing it's a mental thing yeah so we'll find out if he's a douche in real life when I meet him. Yikes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm excited about he's that. Nice That's, I'm obviously going to be like looking for the tea on that. I'm, I am invested in it <laughs> yeah, in, no. in the way that I don't want people invested in my own relationship. So, you know, <laughs> in judgments and uh, writing a narrative. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> I love it. You can write it all. You're good. I think season two should just be you too. We just watch all of your dates. Well, I don't think, I mean, maybe us dating in person, but we have really, we've discussed that we're glad that we talked outside this show because um, I come off kind of bitchy filming. So <laughs> everybody has like a persona that they yeah. put on for, for the camera or any type of performance persona that feels kind of disconnected to who you are in yeah. real life. Yeah, I, I get it. I think if, uh, if, our conversations were are us filming like what happened there nothing would have continued <laughs> so damn well that might be a fun story a fun origin story for later on so. if if all goes well I agree we're just seeing where it goes <laughs> having fun I'm excited you'll have to, I don't know if you if you're in a bit I mean I'll, I'll just I'll be watching Instagram I guess you know like what's gonna happen three months from now I know. Let's not talk that far into the future, please. I know. I'm I'm crazy. It'll fly by though. So <laughs> we haven't even met in person yet. We have a month okay. for that. You gotta so. smell them. That's what I'm. I, 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 I could do a whiff by then. So. Oh my God, Nikki, stop it. Mm-hmm. I know in the reunion episode we talked a little bit about because I don't think we focused a ton on it on our dates because I think it's difficult as larger women to bring it up on a first date to be like hey do you Mm. have a fat preference or like what's your deal like do you like my body um so we didn't really bring it up though I do think that that's something that like I I wish we had more yeah um and we talk a little bit at the reunion um about like you know their preference and like if they cared about what we looked like um you know, and all that stuff. And then all of them seemed, I don't know, Nikki, if you agree, but like very body neutral, like kind of like, oh, like hmm. they're just people and like, you know, whatever. Um, so I think I don't, they said they've all dated a fat person before though. That's like, interesting. It was kind of like, yeah. I think if they're responding to social media, then they're already like the algorithm, especially like TikTok dudes, mm-hmm. that means their algorithm is already like looking for that body type, you know? And I feel right. like did they answer that question as a group? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if they were influenced by each other and just being like, no, me neither. And, you know, you never know what, I think you would find out from any of those guys, like months into it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they were like taking you out or if they were like showing uncomfortable signs or I, cause I think one of the questions was like, um, would you be embarrassed to like introduce you us to your parents or your friends or something? They were all like, no, hmm. of course not. But I mean, if you think about it, they're all like going on a TV show where they're like visibly yeah. dating a plus size woman. So you would think that like it yeah. would be. Like, but I, I had the question for them is if they told people they were on the show. Darius didn't. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm not, I think I don't know about Ito. I still haven't asked. I can't remember what he said. I kind of blacked out some of the um, reunion. So I feel like there might be kind of like a different type of stigma on 
I mean, to me, those are two separate entities. Because like being going, a, yeah. on, going on a show, dating a fat woman, both stigmatized for mm-hmm. sure. And then putting them together, it's sort of like a little like, you know, brew. Mm-hmm. I feel like as an audience member, I mean, that's why I feel like our demographic would be tuning in is like, tell us more, tell us the secrets. Because I right. feel like as a single person, if I was like watching as a single person, I'd be like, I need to know how to interact with people, how to act this, how to ask this question early on. As a, when I was dating and like kind of meeting guys on apps, I would like scroll their Instagram. I'd be like, what's your ex look like? You know, Mm -hmm. like what accounts are you following? You know, like, are you following any like famous big girls? Like what's going on? Or Mm -hmm. are you following a bunch of like, I don't know, like super thin thotty models, you know? And then I would be like, "Mm, I don't want to hang out with you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I like do that now like I will be I'll like go and see who you're following on TikTok or Instagram to be like because to me that almost tells me if it's a preference or a fetish so I like you know if you're following like I don't know only fan curve model type people like that's going to be to me different than you following like some fashion bloggers um you know um or on TikTok same thing where it's like is it just about sexuality and sex or is it about personality too? Because that to me is showing like preference versus fetish. But that's just, I, like- I know, but that's just me being in my head. You know what I no, mean? No, I no, no, I agree with you. I, I think in general, I judge any man who's openly following like a thirst account, like on his public Instagram. I'm like, dude, get another profile. Like all your friends can see this. Your friends' wives can see this right. shit, dude. Like you're just, we know that this, like I've seen like some of, Sometimes I've done this, just be like, I'm gonna look at who my friend's husband is following. And they'll like be following like specifically like OnlyFans accounts. And I'm like, okay, I guess you're into butts, you know? <laughs> like, right. And then I'm just like, we can all see this. And like your coworkers are here. Like, it's like showing your Tumblr feed off to somebody, like all your pals, like have a different account. I'm dead. And I'm sure there are people that are smart enough like that, but there are people who are definitely not smart enough. Cause I'm I don't think them. most men are not smart enough. <laughs> know the difference I'm not even a trail anyway anywhere you know what I mean like I have my little account I have accounts for like okay this is my account where I only follow like like um like variety magazine like Hollywood like movie review stuff so I can just get like a bunch of like trailers and like a feed full of it just because I don't want it to be all like congested yeah 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 that makes sense that's smart actually you should you should I mean if you have like an interest in men yeah Yeah. I actually I don't think I follow like many men at all no either I follow so many women <laughs> like I feel like I I don't know if I was single if I was even following like a dude that I thought was like oh this guy's hot yeah I don't think that was the case no yeah. uh-uh. <laughs> I don't even follow any like celebrities no I do that but you know I follow celebrities but I feel like it's again kind of an extension of like Ooh, fashion, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe they're funny or something like that. Yeah. But no, I just, I think that away, if you need to look at who they're following, if you need to check out, like, what's great if you're, if you, and that might be in Chicago too, especially if there are like, are there lots of improv people on the swipe apps? Like, do you just see tons of like comedians? Oh, they yes. all do. They all do improv. Uh, is in an improv mm-hmm. class. Well, that what's good about that is I feel like they probably all have like 
maybe they have commercial reels on YouTube. So you can go watch their commercial reels. Mm. I would look up, yeah. I would look up when I was in LA, I'd be like, blink this person. And then like their commercial reel. And then I would get to like, watch, I don't know, a six minute video of all every clip of them that's ever been recorded. Or you could look up their name or find out what their improv troupe is. They've probably got a yeah, film. We need a whole episode where we just learn how to stalk people. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dangerous slippery slope for me because then I'm like I know all of your addresses from the last three years no like it's no dude bad <laughs> it is it's hard to reveal it but it, it's nice because I feel like everybody does the same thing you know yeah. do we <laughs> you don't oh not her <laughs> <laughs> I like most of the guys I go out with I don't even know their last name and that like randomly on the first <laughs> date I'm for like you I'm like what's your last name um I'm going to text my friend. They know where I am. So if you kill me, but can I have your last name? <laughs> I have a, like a, like an embarrassing, like going to give you guys like secondhand embarrassment from this. Mm-hmm. So I went on a date with a semi-famous comedian and like GQ named him like top dudes to watch. Like you gotta like blah, blah, blah. Okay. And so Are we going to drop him? No, okay. Okay. no, okay. I'm embarrassed about this one. Um, this is like humiliating to me. So like, I'm sharing this with you guys. So I like listened to his sets and I like listened to a bunch of him, like being on different people's podcasts. And I like watch a video set of him and like watch a couple of TV shows that he's guest starred on. And I like, was like, okay, I'm deep in your IMDB and filmography. And what, in one of his sets, he like talked about how like in the last scene of like Batman something happens with like Alfred and he has this like whole bit and I was like oh I haven't seen that movie in a while like I'm gonna watch it and I show up to the date and I like um talk about like I was like oh I was like I was watching this Batman thing and then I was like I forgot where I heard this but you know like this is that part with like Batman I quoted his own comedy set back to him and like on his dating profile he didn't say anything about his profession other than he was like I'm a writer you know he didn't say like I'm a comedian I've done all this like right. I just like found it all and it was just like I could tell that we had like a great connection the whole time up until that part Mm. (laughs) and it was so embarrassing that is I I feel you though because it's like you have all this information and then you'll be like oh yeah this 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 and they're like I don't I never told you that (laughs) you're like yeah you did it was humiliating he said something like we're gonna hang out like I'll see like maybe we'll go on another date and I think I like, messaged him and he's like oh, I'm on tour this month I'm going on tour and then I like went and I looked at his schedule and it was all Los Angeles dates all every yeah. single one and I was like oh fuck mm. and he knew you were gonna look and see where where he was touring of course he did yeah of course he did <laughs> that fucker but he didn't get that famous so no, no. Okay. then yeah then you know who cares? not no household name at least yeah. not it not yet yeah. not, not like, yet not like Rosie Blair <laughs> She made it into BuzzFeed. Buzzfeed. Casey Casey retweeted or reposted it. It's not a tweet. Sorry. Oh my God. I mean, it is a tweet somewhere, but she (laughs) put it on her story. (laughs) Dude, I don't know if I feel like that's better in a way. (laughs) Oh yeah. uh, So so much better. That is like goals. It's goals. And you already, it's already a goal that you attained. So super jealous. Thank you. So BuzzFeed feature, you're doing a series on TikTok about women in the media who were portrayed as fat and like, they're not fat. Yeah. You're, you're Drew Barrymore one. I related to her so hard. I was like, oh, she's chunky. She's like me. No, (laughs) she was not like me at all. 
No, it's crazy how warped our perceptions are. It's, and it's so funny how like a lot of these women I identified with as like, as you said, as like role models or seeing myself as like, like the, um, like the audience perspective, like I would see it myself. Like whenever I watch Charlie's Angels, I'd be like, I'm Drew Barrymore. Like she's curvy and she gets the guys like what? But no, some of these actresses are just like round faced mm-hmm. petite women or have probably, boobs. Yeah. Large boobs, round face. Plus like, I actress. thought I was Kate Winslet for sure. I, I thought I was her. I, I definitely thought I was Christina Ricci. Mm, I think yes. oh yeah like buffalo 66 era christina ricci mm-hmm. deceptively looks like a, a, a bigger woman i need to do that one but i feel like that one's a little like a deep dive well even who knows and, i feel like the even in now and then like didn't they say yeah. like that because she had boobs and she would like um tape herself down tape them down yeah. yeah i i thought i was the one in now and then i was like oh the the fat girl in now and then who is so Ash- small ashley austin moore yeah so small the um she yeah she just had a round face if you see them all like in a wide shot she's the same size if you same see size. the like poster where they're all like in the white tees and the the jeans mm-hmm. they're they all look the same size it's crazy to me that like I think it was so I don't understand the casting of like we don't even want to hire a fat person to play a fat person we just want to hire a girl with a fat face and mm-hmm. a thin body mm-hmm. it it just is bizarre to me and I wonder if that's because I don't know, maybe the pool was smaller. Maybe like an actual fat woman wouldn't have even made it that far in the casting process because it, it's so, um, from like an artist's side of things. So like when you're in casting, I think the people that work in casting are incredible. I don't think that's where the problem is. I've had a lot of amazing relationships with casting directors where I would read for them extensively when it was up in their hands hands I would come in as often as possible would I would get really far in the casting process but as soon as like executives were brought in to look at us that's when I would get the axe because those are like those are fucking money dudes you know what I mean so like I'm sure it's just a bunch of fratty douchey white men who are like I need to eliminate this person from my my vision like everyone should be fuckable to me to some extent yeah and I feel like I'm sure that there are tapes of fat actresses everywhere going for roles that we that are household roles to us that we know but like when it got to that executive level they didn't make the cut yeah well and I think too it's interesting because we like the the characters that you do see that are like fat that we're looking up to as role models that are actually fat are Mm -hmm. usually villains or like I don't know the butt of the joke so that's I have such a problem with the the whole character of fat Amy and I know that that's like I feel like a lot of people are like that's the first time I've ever seen myself and she's so funny and what's so funny to me is the whole concept like fat Amy is not a living breathing entity that wrote her own jokes Mm -hmm. she is a tool a device that a thin screenwriter uses to make fat jokes yeah Mm -hmm. plain and simple like it's not an actual fat actor and so many people like got on my case for saying that they're like rebel wilson improvised all her lines and i'm like do you know how improvisation works on a set like <laughs> if you're if you're in a set and people you're told you don't improvise the arc of your character you don't improvise like the breakdown of your character you are like hey like let's talk about like what's 
in your, how you like this cup of coffee that we've handed you, that we have like, Mark, you don't get to pick up shit on a set and be like, I'm improvising with everything here. You could say, oh, this is spicy instead of being like, this is hot. You know what I mean? Like that's the extent of what you're allowed to take a a different improvisational take on, on most sets. So the the comments are weird (laughs) to deal with on those videos because people just have such an ignorance of how things actually work. There's so many people who are like, well, she didn't have to take that role if she wanted to. She probably wants to work. Yeah, How right. about that? Yeah. I would debase myself. If I was offered fat Amy, oh, you can bet your ass I would be like rubbing my belly and getting that coin. Like, because mm-hmm. she now has career autonomy. I was just going to say, like, what bit. took, what, where it took her, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you can't, I feel like the being critical of the actresses themselves is also pretty unfair. Yeah. I take a pretty like liberal stance on fangirling over any fat celebrity mm-hmm. at all because all of these celebrities didn't start out being like, I'm going to be a fat actress. They're all like, yeah. I'm going to be an actress. Mm-hmm. And then anytime they get interviewed, they're like, how do you feel about the positivity mo- movement? How do you feel about it being an activist? And she's like, I'm just trying to get paid. Yeah, I'm right. a theater kid. I want to be an actor. So like when people are critical of like Rebel Wilson's weight loss, I'm like, why was she ever your hero? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Or anyone. I, I get that. I get that a lot. Yeah. I get that too. And I think like, it's hard because I like when Adele and Rebel were both losing weight, it yeah. felt like a personal affront to me. Yeah. Like I was very upset about it because I was like, that's, this is who we have where it's like, I shouldn't be mad at them. It's like, I need to be mad at the society standards that have put us here that I'm like mad that someone wants to like lose a few pounds like why does that matter it shouldn't matter it's their body like they don't have to be my idol or the person that I look up to you know like we're putting that on them and they just want to like they decided to eat salads I'm crazy and I I know like I completely agree with you and I feel like having this opinion especially being a really public face of like a body positive community or part of that I do try to like I try to stay out of activism, but it's a part of my fucking life. Mm -hmm. So like I, by sharing my experiences or calling things out as being like unfair, I'm an activist. So I get it, (laughs) but I also support autonomy over anything else. And I can't imagine what it would be like to be Adele and to just want to be a singer, but everywhere you go, you are the size 16 songstress or, you know, the mm-hmm. person. And I would fucking want to lose the weight too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, she's won how many Grammys? She's won an Oscar and, right. and her moniker, her m- number one descriptor is like that she's curvy before right. anything else. Instead of like multi-hyphenate, like multi-platinum selling award-winning songstress, like it's always, she's this size mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. and then a singer. I would absolutely put staples in my stomach. Sorry, but like, that's as like, I can't imagine these people. And also we have no idea the scrutiny that they're under. So like, unless they are explicitly someone who is like about fat liberation, I don't know a single celebrity, maybe um, 80, but I feel like 80 is just an actor who's telling a story about someone who is about fat liberation, Lindy West. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like we can't assign them as like a role model so like let's let's say you had to have you pick one like positive image fat representation in tv and movies okay. today 
who okay. who would you pick as like someone that you think is a real hmm. women because the man one comes to mind I mean like man men okay, are yeah, like sure. dude I mean I f- I'm waiting here's the thing I love Jack Black so fucking much and I yeah. feel like he's been like I mean we have shallow how like awful horrible <laughs> contribution to the world to society but I feel like this is a person that, and I choose, God, I'm such an asshole. I choose a white man, like a white (laughs) man who's kind of fat, but I, I just, to me, it's about the fact that he is like a blockbuster level actor. He is like rich as shit. And I feel like there is such a joy and an energy to him that people don't associate with fat people. Like he's a very physical actor. Mm -hmm. And I, I just love that that's, like the joy of his body is brought into his work so much. If you go over to his Instagram, he's in his like tiny little bathing suit bottom, jiggling his belly and just out there. And there's so much joy in his body. And I feel like such an ass for choosing him, but that's like an authentic <laughs> response from me. No, I think that that makes sense. Oh, I got me. another one too. Okay, okay. I got two. So I got, I got a man and I got a woman. So, I, and yeah. these are people that I feel like have been like moving and shaking for a long time and have gone under the radar. I feel like Queen Lativa has always been on her shit mm-hmm. and has always been making like the content that we claim isn't available to fat people, but she's been doing it this whole time. And I think that's probably an issue with the fact that like in we don't consider her media like mainstream media because she's a black woman and she's right. telling black stories but I recently rewatched last holiday and to me I'm like like why why wasn't I satisfied by this and it's because it was just like not promoted as much to me more than likely and uh, why wasn't I satisfied as a kid if that makes sense so yeah. um, cuz I have all these like dreamy like I watch you've got mail a million times mm-hmm. I saw last holiday once probably when it first came out so like when I was in high school I'm guessing mm-hmm. and maybe it was like I didn't want to identify as a fat person I still thought I was hiding the fact that I was fat from everybody yeah we all thought we were secretly fat <laughs> all right? We were, right nobody knew <laughs> no one knew no one knows I just wear my big shirts and no yeah. one can tell anything just put that pillow over your lap <laughs> last holiday is like a perfect movie uh she's a great and then I don't think there might be like one mention of her weight once, but she has two men interested mm-hmm. in her. And it's not like about her body. It's about like, you're really interesting. Like she's a very captivating person. For those of you who don't know, Last Holiday is about a woman who receives false information from her doctor. We can all relate that she's dying. Mm-hmm. So she so she takes her money out of savings and books a fabulous trip for herself and stays at like a five-star hotel overseas and just treats herself to every luxury imaginable. I even love that she gets like a shopping scene and there's not a like, do you have my size? It's Mm -hmm. full fantasy. Amazing. So yeah, Jack Black, Queen Latifah, I feel like, and what's crazy, it's not like a revelation. These aren't new to the scene people, but these are people who I feel like we just haven't, I feel like given their, and I I get Jack Black because he also gave us Shallow How, which is awful. But I, I live in a world of like, that's the erasure of history that I'm comfortable with is I prefer to like leave it out of my mind. Yeah. But I feel like, I feel like we're not honoring Queen Latifah to the extent that she needs to be because she made so many movies just right. Like all these yeah. movies where she was in and she, she's a lesbian, right? Like she's playing all these cisgendered women and these straight women in these typical rom-coms because I feel like it's about visibility for her you know and representation and 
for me, like I got to go back and do like a retrospective and watch all her movies like deep dive because I think that they're all like impactful and mm-hmm. we've been wishing, wishing and hoping for that rom-com star and she's been doing it. This honestly was so great, Rosie, like yeah. having you and I'm like, I'm so excited for everyone to hear about your, you know, the putting it on a pedestal thing is a reason because everyone wants the happy ending. We all deserve the happy ending. Yeah. And, you know, like to see ourselves visualized in that. So I'm just excited that, you know, people get to hear that story and then be able to represent that for themselves. If you guys want to have us both back, I feel like it'd be fun. Like I'm sure Houston, Houston has so many opinions and like, I think he's a really, he has a really healthy attitude about dating a fat woman. And like, Mm -hmm. cause it's not from a place of like fetishism for him. And he has like some of the most, like you should hear his like rhetoric when we're watching like fat people in media it's insane like it'll give everyone a big old chub so like yes we perfect. Should have, yes, let's have both of you guys back I love that would that. be awesome I love that well thank you so much for joining us this yeah. and thank for you. being our co our um <laughs> what was I don't know what you were saying so I can't even <laughs> I can't our host remember. the host of our oh, yeah, yeah. I was like yeah. gonna say narrator and I was like yeah. you heard the narrator. No, thank yeah. you so much for hosting Dating in the Modern Age. Thank you yes. so much for that. Yeah, I hope oh something I was nervous about because your narrator like roasts people. I was like, I hope these dudes don't think I'm that lady. Like no. I was so- <laughs> no. no, we we talked about that. They were educated. Yeah, they learned because yeah. some of them thought it was me. Oh, or no. Darius thought it was me. Some of them thought it was the producer. We're like, no, that was a comedian right. um, that they, yeah. So <laughs> no, well, that's good so, to know. Yeah. So it's good. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I really appreciate yes. like being like you guys asking me to do it. I was really honored. It was like something I've never done before. And I was excited to try a new task, a new skill. So yeah. I was really, really excited about that. And it kind of turned out funky, but hopefully we have a good at final product. Have you guys yeah. seen that final episode? No, we'll yeah. see it. We'll see. We'll, it. No, we haven't seen oh, it. Oh, we have. Okay. We will see it. Oh, by the yeah. time this airs. <laughs> yeah. By the time this airs, we'll see it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited about this podcast episode too. Like, thank you so much for having me on this. I, it was awesome. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. Right. We, we should... always sign off by saying bye. You want to say you have to us? join us? Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay guys we'll see you next week thanks for listening follow us on instagram tiktok at swipe fat and follow rosie at rosie be me with two e's yeah um follow us okay we'll see you next week bye, bye. bye.